Thank you for joining me at Warburn. Let's go ahead and start with the word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your faithfulness, for keeping your word true to us. As we study your word, we ask that you will open our hearts, our inner man, to receive your word with meekness. And Lord, as we receive your word, that we are going to be doers of your word and not hearers only. In Jesus' name, amen. So glad you joined me today. Let's talk about something. Uh, what you're going through, is this a test? or a quiz well either one it is a test because james chapter 1 verse 2 through 4 tells us the trial the testing of your faith let's go ahead and read that consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Well, I'm reading from the Living the New Life Translation. Yeah, New Spirit-Filled Life Translation. So it says the testing of your faith. Your faith will be tested. I mean, as long as you have breath within you, it will be tested. But how do you get through this test? It's a mean thing. Number one, we know it's a test. Number two, we know it's not going to last forever. And number three, you, we know you're coming out. We're coming out. So all three. It's a test. It's not going to last forever. We are coming out. In victory. Not in defeat. In victory. So let's go ahead and look at some scriptures that, that tells us that. So when, you know, when you're watching a TV station here in the United States, uh, anywhere around the world, when there's a, a, a state emergency or a national emergency, the, the, they will interrupt your, your programming. Whatever you're watching will get interrupted with a very loud and annoying tune. Sometimes it goes like, it's very loud. It's very alarm. I mean, it just, it just catches your attention. You know, and when they do that, they will sometimes come on the air and says, this is a test. This is a test of the um, um, the broadcasting system. Sometimes they will say, this is not a test. This is a serious emergency. And then they will tell you what to do, what to do. So in life, when a test occurs, everything around us is alarming. I mean, you get question in your heart. You are alarmed. Your inside get hot, warm feeling come all over you. You don't know how you're going to get out of that. You know, that is all fear. Do we have fear? Yes, we face fear. I know what fear sounds like. I know what fear feels like because I've been there. I mean, I been there when I got the worst report ever of my life and my stomach got tight. My all is the spirit of fear. That's It's just an awful feeling. You're like, Lord, how am I going to get through this? How am I going to get, how am I going to do this? Because you, you, we got it all in our head, all in my head. And then when fear comes, then doubt comes. Doubt is, oh yeah, God is faithful, but he cannot do it for me. You question your own faith. You question the ability of God. You question the, the, his love for you. You say, Lord, I know you love me, but I don't know you can bring me through this. You're questioning his love. You're questioning his ability. You're questioning his faithfulness to his word. That's doubt. Unbelief now takes the fact that, oh, you got cancer. Oh, you're broke today. You're going through bankruptcy. Oh, you got laid off. All those very life-changing situations. You take that and you replace it with the word of God. And you call that truth. 
Actually, it's not true. Those are facts of life. You remember when Jairus daughter was sick, and Jairus says, uh, Jairus says, uh, in the book of Luke, he says he told Jesus, "Come to my house. You lay your hands on my daughter, and she will be healed." Through the process of time, the woman of the issue of blood got distracted Jesus, and the power went out of him, and all of that. And then while he was still talking to the lady, you know what happened? Somebody came from Jariah's house and said, "Oh, don't bother the master anymore. Your daughter is what dead." I mean, I'm serious. Your daughter is dead. How worse can a situation get? If your daughter, if you are not dead, you're still alive, <laughs> you're coming out. Even if you're dead, spiritually speaking, you're coming out. Physically speaking, whatever it is that's supposed to terminate your life, that's supposed to make you incapable, that's supposed to make you be impossible to come through. Jairus standing right there, they said, oh, your daughter is dead. Don't bother the master anymore. What did Jesus do? That was a fact. The fact is his daughter is dead. But what's the truth? Jesus looked at him when he heard that, when he heard that with his physical senses, he looked at Jairus, he said, do not be afraid, do not fear, do what? Only believe. So that means Jairus has the ability to not fear and he has the ability to fear. He has a choice to fear or not to fear. Through our testing, we have a choice to fear. We have a choice not to fear. If Jesus can say, do not fear to Jairus, only what? Only believe. Only believe what? Only believe what you said in the beginning that if I lay my hands on your daughter, she should be healed and she will live. Believe that. You have confidence in that. That's why you came to me. So now let's talk about our situation. We have confidence in the Lord. That's why we came to him. But the first scripture the Lord told us is Philippians 4 chapter 6. He said, be not anxious for anything, but in everything with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. Huh? And he will take care of the rest. I, I like to read that scripture. Let me go back to it. It says, be in Philippians 4, 6. Is that 4, 6? Yes. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. Verse 7 says, and the peace of God, which transcend all understanding with God, your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. So we have a choice. We're not going to be afraid. Look, brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. There is a great opportunity to be fearful. I've been there. Let me tell you something. I don't care when tears running down your face and you say, Lord, I'm not going to accept this result. Don't tell the doctor that. Don't tell the banker that, that you believe in. Don't tell them because they don't, they don't understand. They're earthly minded. They don't understand. But you go. You go away in your prayer closet, in your car, driving down the street with crocodile tears running down your face. Refuse to fear. Refuse and replace those fear with what God said. You know, that's why it's so good to feed upon the word of God. So that way you take up. Your faith is ready to be used anytime. But if you are like me, who did not tank up? When those things happen, you, you're grabbing everything. You throw your hands out like a person who cannot swim and trying to drown. That's what it feels like. 
you you grabbing things. You got scriptures coming out of your head instead of out of your heart. You're grabbing. You say, oh, the Lord going to supply my needs if you're having a financial need. But you see, it's coming out of your head, but it's not coming out of your heart. It's okay. Do that for now. Then after that, when fear leaves you a little bit, build yourself up in your most holy faith. Go back to the scriptures that the Lord had promised you that give you your results. And stop meditating on those scriptures. Like one of the scriptures I like, I said, Lord, that Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 says, He says, I will hold fast, right? It said, hold fast. Hold strong. <laughs> My mom used to say, hold tight. <laughs> But the scripture said, Hebrew 10, 23 said, let us firmly hold, not loosely hold, not casually hold, because somebody's trying to get your faith. Your enemy is roaring. He's trying to steal your faith. He's trying, if he can't get your faith, he will weaken your faith. He will make your faith ineffective. You don't want that because when your faith becomes ineffective or weakened, it doesn't work. You question your faith. That's when you question the promises of God. And worst of all, you're going to question his love for you. Questioning his love for you, meaning just telling him, oh, you didn't die on the cross for me. That questioning his love. He cannot question his love. He loves you. And you're going to start telling him, oh, it's not fair. You can't do that either. You know, I've been there. I did all of that. And the Lord had chastised me. And I said, Lord, forgive me for even questioning your love. For even questioning or even saying that it's not fair. Who am I to say it's not fair? But he says here in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23. He said, hold firmly the profession of your faith without wavering. Profession here means confession. So what is your confession is about? We're going to talk about words later. We're going to talk about being intentional with your words. But today we are not. We're talking about this as a test. How do you get through it? You hold fast to the confession of your faith without wavering. Wavering is not going back and forth. Oh, I'm good today. No, I don't see a change. Oh, yes, my body is here. Oh, but I'm still having the severe migraines. Oh, I'm not. Oh, my leg is still hurting. Oh, you're just going back and forth. <laughs> and the word of God said, with uh, because he that promise is faithful. If you hold fast and you do not waver, you will know that he that promise is faithful. I'm not telling you holding fast is going to be easy. It's a hold. You got to hold on. You got to hold it tight. You know, one of our, our most uh, devastating time in our life, uh, my daughter was sitting there with her youth pastor, one of my daughter with her youth pastor, and she said, uh, a pastor, we have done everything. So what do we do next? I love what he said because what he said already stuck with me. And let's go back to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. And that, one of the things that we do, Ephesians six thirteen says, Therefore, take on the whole armor of God that you may be able to resist in the evil days. And having done what? All. Having done all to stand, do what? Stand. Verse 14 says, stand therefore. He repeated himself twice. 
So after you have gotten the word of God in your heart, after you know that this is a test, after you know that this is a trial of your faith and the enemy is trying to see your faith and you have prayed with perseverance, you have prayed and you're standing on the word of God and you have caught the word of God and you have prayers for the answer and you don't see the answer, what do you do? You stand, therefore. You stand anyway. Well, what do I stand on? You stand on the word of God. You stand on the promises I give you your results. You stand, therefore. You don't lay down. You don't sit down and call it quit. You stand. You stand after you've done all to stand. You stand. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. You hold fast. You hold fast to the confession of your faith. You hold fast. You don't give up. You know, I like what Hebrew 12, 2 says. Hebrew 12, 2 said, just in, in my translation, it said, mash your answer up to, the, to God's answer. He said, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, that seeing the joy that was led ahead of him, he did not, I like to read it. Let us look. He said, let us look unto Jesus, Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, for whom... Home for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. <laughs> for consider him who endured such hysteria from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and your heart gave up. This is just simply telling you line your answer up with Jesus' the answer. If your answer that coming of the profession of your faith doesn't line up with what Jesus did, what Jesus did on the cross for you. See, Jesus already went through this. He saw in, way in advance the victory. He saw us being redeemed. He saw us being prospered. He saw us being healed. And he said, hey, I can endure the cross. He saw death being defeated. Then he said, oh, I can endure the cross. He saw millions coming to him. He saw that his love was demonstrated. He said, oh, I can endure the cross. Same thing with you and myself. When we are tried, Look at your answer. When your answer, when you keep your eyes on the answer, you're going to be able to stand. You're going to be able to dance. You're going to be able to shout. You're going to be able to call it all done. You're going to be able to call it done because you know what? He is faithful that promise. I am serious. Stuff that they said my son would never do in his lifetime. He's doing it plus more. Every time I go to the doctor, they say, oh, wow, wow, wow. You're doing this? Wow. And I'm like, praise the Lord. He ain't done yet. He's not done yet. I'm seeing him completely restored. And you know something also terrible? In the midst of all of what we're going through, my husband got laid off. <laughs> you think it gets any funnier? He got laid off work. No more insurance. No more money coming in. Ooh, I tell you, guys, so good. Oh my gosh. I'm not even ready to shout yet. Because we know he's coming over and above. We know we are coming out. You know something else? This is just a testimonial, just to show you the faithfulness of God. He got another job six months later. And the other job he got is remotely. And you know something else? It pays more than the previous job. <laughs> that's how good God is. 
So we're not trying to tell you something that we haven't left. We're not trying to tell you something that we haven't tried or we haven't said, Lord, I'm going to stand on your word. If we can do it, you can do it. So remember a couple of things. This is a test. It doesn't last forever. You are coming out in victory, in fly, uh, uh, perfect colors. And don't forget the glory is God, not yours. Okay? Not absolutely not yours. Thank you for joining me back here again. We'll see you next week. Have a blessed week.